You talking to me? Really a little something for everybody this week in the screening room. We've got very good in the middle and oh so bad. <laughs> Welcome. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And uh, we're here in the screening room checking out the new releases uh, this week. And also, as opposed to last week when there wasn't really anything out on VOD or Netflix, got some goodies yes. to recommend this Bunches. week. But uh, you know what? Let's start at the top. And the best of the bunch this week makes us happy because it's a scary movie. Woo! And we love the scary movies, and it is called Don't Breathe. Yo, I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is this guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! That's her guy. Wait, is he blind? We messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Who's there? Stay right there. How many of you are there? <laughs> Man, all right, just let me go, please. Okay, I swear to God. We're trapped in here. There has to be a way out of here. Now you're gonna see what I see. So director Fetty Alvarez, right, a couple of years back, he remade, he did the reboot of Evil Dead. Loved it. I know, I did too. I loved it. And it is, among other things, literally the bloodiest movie ever made. They use more fake blood in that film than they had ever used in any movie ever before it. Which is kind of funny because this movie, not very bloody. No, so he kind of turns it inside out, sort of proves that he has skills elsewhere. So because Don't Breathe, three young thugs uh, who live in, you know, the now desolate urban uh, blight that is Detroit, and they uh, break into homes and steal stuff. They f decide that they're going to break into the house of a blind man and steal what they, the rumors of $300,000 that he has in there. The blind man has more than money. He's got some super crazy weird secrets and some mad skills. And so does Fetty Alvarez because this movie, it makes such incredibly great use of every moment of screen time it has. It doesn't give you a lot of backstory. It doesn't give you a lot of character development. It doesn't give you a lot of plot development. It's a very spare plot but he just wrings so much tension from it yeah and it's one of those things where you you watch it even when you get the premise you're like well of course why is it taking this long for right. someone really to update the wait until dark premise sure. if, if that premise sounded familiar to you then you've seen the old audrey hepburn uh and alan arkin uh movie wait until dark now that one was tense for sure this one downright scary and and very tense and it's just, yeah, it's so well shot and set up. It's so claustrophobic in the house and the way that uh, Fede Alvarez moves the camera around. Yes, absolutely. And the um, situations are very inventive. Yep. It does have some, I, I think of this as, and I think I might have said to you when it was right. over, this is Lights Out for Grown Ups. Right. Lights Out was so light, it's light. It was very junior high date-ish. Sure. Just filled with nothing but jump scares. Now this, the lights are out yeah. uh, eventually, and it's got jump scares, but it's smart about it. It really and, is. And it's got real, you know, it does have some violence. It's not, like we said, it's not nearly as bloody as uh, the Evil Dead remake, but it does have some violence, uh, but um, it's so, it, it's clever and smart, and but it still is fun. It is fun. Yeah, and it's it's you know I you know I don't often talk about things like sound design, set design, you know, uh, cinematography. I will mention, but all of these things work together. So it's just layered so beautifully. 
because you, you the sound is very important because it is the guy is blind right most of the time it's dark in the house and and you you know you're sort of trapped in there with these with these three characters and and they're of course absolutely completely preoccupied with how much sound they're making right. and so yeah I just can't I mean with with such a very very small sort of amount of time amount of space. And really short running time. He does marvelous things. Oh, yeah. It's got a great pace. Nothing really seems wasted. No. It keeps coming at you in waves where you think, okay, are we done now? We're not done. Uh, and then maybe when you think you have a certain twist figured out, no, you don't. No, you don't. And, you know, it's funny. There are some surprises that will probably make you laugh out loud, but not because they're stupid, but because they're just a shock and they're sort of absurd. But honestly, the, the, the breakneck pace and the almost painful tension it's a relief you're like oh you know what i mean just like it's uh it's very very clever it's it's a lot of fun especially if you like scary movies this one is it's all those things it's tense it's scary it's well produced it's well acted and it is fun yeah so we really give a a big hearty recommendation this week to don't breathe it's really kind of an an early halloween present i think maybe uh getting the jump on that season And, and we would say go and enjoy so we'll go from the the best of the bunch let's go to the medium okay the medium this week and that is the new one uh robert de niro is the top of this cast and it's hands of stone I've trained more world champs than anyone else in history. In 66 seconds, Roberto Duran changed my life. You're Roberto Duran. Get in there and act like him. Are we going to be champions? Yeah, if you've been a sports fan for a while, you probably know the the phrase Hands of Stone was the nickname of uh, Roberto Duran, the legendary boxer, came up into the 70s and into the 80s and had that legendary rivalry with Sugar Ray Leonard. Well, this is basically his story, but kind of not, because unfortunately, even though Duran was a Panamanian and came up through waves of poverty and political unrest in his home country, this is told through the eyes of the old white man. Which is unfortunate. Uh, of course, that old white man is played by Robert De Niro, which is, you know, a, a, a blessing in the acting department, but it's not the best filmmaking device. And it's we've seen it so many times, it's tiresome. Yeah, it's almost as if Hollywood is afraid that large enough audiences won't go see a film if the film is not told from the point of view of a white character, which is... Which is it really, really undermines a lot of stories, because and it's you know borderline offensive depending on the film. And this this film doesn't have to be. It really doesn't, you because know, Edgar Ramirez plays Durant, and he's he's a very solid actor, no matter the film, good films, bad films. He's made some bad films. He's always good. He's very good in this, and he's a fascinating character. It is. It's an interesting character, and you know that's not to say that De Niro's character, who is uh, legendary boxing trainer Ray Arcel, it's not to say that his character is not important to the story. It is. But it doesn't have to be told through his eyes. He narrates some of it in, in flashback, and, and it's definitely his point of view through most of it. But yet, then the movie, it, it's got a lot of the, to use, I guess, sports metaphor, it's got a lot of fundamentals right. It does some things right, but it, it also goes off in so many different directions, chasing so many different storylines. There's a lot at work here, and it really 
needed to focus more. It, it focuses on, you know, the, the social and political pressures on Duran. It focuses on, of course, his, his rise to stardom and then his downfall. Then it goes into his uh, rivalry with Sugar Ray Leonard, who's played by Usher, who does a fine job. Sure. Uh, and also a shout-out to uh, Anna De Armas, I think her, her name is. She plays Duran's wife, and she is very good, which just proves that her rec- her current role as um, Miles Teller's wife in War Dogs is not only a complete waste of time, it's a waste of talent. Yeah. Because that that role is so embarrassingly cliched. But here you see that oh, she has talent. Yeah, and, she does. And, and yeah, she a, does. a good role, um, she makes the most of it. And the fact the cast is good. It and is. It's one of the leading things about this movie. And, you know, it does stick to a lot of uh, biopic crutches, but yet it has a lot of heart. I know that's cliched for a boxing movie, but it does. It has a lot of heart. It just it makes that big strategic error of of the point of view and it just chases too many too many things yeah. it can't it Absolutely. Pan out. You're right. The I, I, I it doesn't focus, which is what you said. I mean, it's got, you know, his issue with his father, but only for a couple of minutes and it's got, you know, De Niro's issue with a daughter, but only for a couple of minutes. De Niro's issue with the mob, but only for a couple of minutes. I mean, it just it just needed to narrow it down. Yeah, it had a lot of. It's, it's an interesting story. He, he Duran is certainly a legendary sports figure and an interesting life, but yeah, it's it's got the fundamentals right, but it needed to focus. So that's why it's in the in the middle of the pack. It's it's okay. Uh, Hands of Stone, which comes out this week. So now let's go way 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 down to the bottom of the barrel this week, and it's the sequel to Jason Statham's remake of The Mechanic, the original from 1972, was remade back in 2011. 2011. And now he's back with Mechanic Resurrection. The principle I represent has an offer for you. Each death must look like an accident. Your specialty, I believe. You have 36 hours to eliminate all the targets on this list. There's no sign of the intruder, Mr. Adams. That's because he's sitting right in front of me here in the safe room, Jack Off. Put your hands up. Can I testify? Go give me your witness if you ride or die. I want to help you avoid an accident. What do you have in mind? You'll have to die. <laughs> I never imagined that dying would be so devastating. He should have just stayed dead, George. <laughs> Here's the thing. We love the movie Spy so much, mm-hmm. and so much of Spy is funny. And one of the funniest things in it is Jason Statham. He's hilarious, He's and who hilarious. knew? Who knew he had that talent? But it's not he; it's him. He is hilarious he's in that movie. He's making fun of himself, yeah, and he's making fun of ridiculous movies just like this. That's what we were saying earlier. You put a different score on this film; it's an outright comedy. In fact, if you just call it. Spy Two, or you know, a, a, a spy spinoff. You, you could this yes. would, could be Jason Statham's character from Spy. Oh, absolutely! In these ridiculous no situations that defy all logic, it just becomes laughable. Oh. I mean, he's put into a situation where he has to do three kills, three hits, or his new girlfriend Jessica Alba. Oh, she's yeah. Going wow, to, that's a master thespian right is there. Is going to be killed, and so then he slowly figures out what's really at well, work. Well, let's here. just go back for a second before she gets Do kidnapped, we have to? and he says, "I'll make the call. I'll decide when he comes." And then he's like, "You're going to go off the boat in the back, and you'll be fine and safe." And then all of a sudden, 
because we went to a wedding and we had a bonfire and we weren't paying any attention. All of a sudden, the bad guys are here and now she's kidnapped. Wait a minute. I thought you were good at your job, mechanic. It's the kind of movie where the man basically travels the globe with nary a toothbrush. And yet he has instantly all the chemicals of the periodic table at his disposal so he can make bombs. Plus some sort of a nice little apartment to be working in, whether he's in Thailand or Australia or or some island uh, prison. Well, you know that great line in Spy where he he, he comes up with a great idea to, I just go in the face-off machine and I get a new face. (laughs) Well, you know what? That seems reasonable. In this movie, it absolutely (laughs) does, yeah. If they would have gone for the face-off machine, I would have said, Okay, there was a voice of reason in the writing. I, I know. Of this I just ex- kept expecting Doctor Evil to come like out of the yacht, you yeah. know. Yeah. Hold. It really was. That's what it is. I mean, especially now. It's a spoof. Now that the real James Bond movies have taken a turn toward dark and serious, this is like a throwback to the ridiculousness of the '70s. You know, Roger Moore mm-hmm. and Jaws type of of uh, 007 movies. It's just totally Speaking ridiculous. Speaking of Jaws. Yeah, keep an eye out for the shark repellent. Ooh, <laughs> is that really all you have to do to keep sharks off of you oh, in these infested water? I'll tell Just you what. smear a little on your bald head like it's sunblock? Oh my God. We could go on and on about how ridiculous this movie is, but suffice it to say that right now, I think the leaders in the clubhouse for Worst Movie of the Year, we've got Gods of Egypt, right? Yeah. We've got, what was London the one you London is Fallen. London is Fallen. So double whammy there for Gerard Butler. I know, Butler. Gerard Butler sitting home with his fingers crossed, like, <laughs> go Jason Statham, and now, have the worst. And now we have this one. I'm voting for this one. This one's got my vote. Okay. I, I, I lost the will to live during this movie, George. <laughs> it's bad. Good uh, God. But we, you know what? We do want to give a shout out to a movie that is in limited release. Uh, it's called The Land, and uh, it's it's worth seeing. It's the debut feature for a young filmmaker with a lot of promise, Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, it's set. The Land is, if you're not hip to the lingo, Cleveland, and it focuses on some teens uh, in inner city Cleveland who get caught into this drug selling business, and then of course the real drug lord comes calling. Yes, we've seen this before. Uh, we know where it's going, but he's this this filmmaker has a vision. Uh, he also has some talent for for shot making and for for camera work. And so it's not the most original thing in the world, but I think it's it's a, a sign that this guy might might have something for a career. So if it's out there, you want to check it out. It's called The Land. Uh, it's worth seeing. Uh, and as are some films this week uh, out on VOD and Netflix, right? That's right. And the top of the pack there is Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. We loved that movie. Loved it. Loved it. Back to the, uh, th- speaking of throwing back to the 70s. That's right. This in a good way. Yeah, it's all absolutely. the fun, all the great music. Well, if, if you're like me and love the 70s music as much as I do. All the fun, all the great music from that era, and they just have a blast with it. You know, the, the clothes and the attitudes. And oh, my it's God. And Ryan acting. Gosling is hilarious. Ryan Gosling he is so funny. is so good. I mean, we've seen him be funny before, but the timing, his comic timing, and he works off of... Um, uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, who's who's also very good, but yeah. Gosling steals this thing. Oh, absolutely. And there are a couple of bumbling detectives out to solve this this uh, case and find this uh, the mayor's daughter and keep her out of the you know the bad bad business of the local drug lord or whatever. But it's just it's a ton of fun and it's funny and and, and wh- smart smart Shane Black. Uh, it's his latest and uh, it's it's got that same vibe. He came up. If you ever saw his. Um, 
movie kiss kiss bang kiss, kiss, bang, bang, it's, bang. It's a better he also wrote lethal weapon um right. you know he's just got he's got quite a cult behind him he's got a lot of fans yeah, and it's, and it's, this definitely will make his fans happy but i think it's the best film he's done certainly. i do too i do too it's really snappy and and really smart and well just well put together and just it's one of those movies that you most of the time you're watching it you have a smile on your face absolutely so definitely check that one out what else is out this week Wiener Dog. Wiener Dog. If that phrase sounds familiar, then you've probably seen Welcome to the Dollhouse, Todd Solon's movie from a few years back. Yeah. I forget the year. This is not exactly a sequel, but it does catch us up with the character of Don Wiener, mm -hmm. who's now, of course, grown up. And this time, she's played by Greta Gerwig. Uh, but her story is not the only story in this movie. Uh, it's called Wiener Dog, not for her character, but because it follows an actual wiener dog. That is really just a cute, what sweet a cute dog. dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> a, great, a great dog. And it just follows it from owner to owner. And then you get these different stories. And it's very offbeat. Um, as his films tend as to be. As his films tend to be. But it's really well done and charming and funny and sad. But, but if you are not a fan of this filmmaker... You should know that he he's a very cynical sense of humor. Very dark. And if you are a fan of this filmmaker, I'm just going to tell you, there's a scene toward the end, you'll know when you see it, of all the Todd Solon's scenes in the world, this is the Todd Solon'siest. <laughs> yeah, as uh, he is often obsessed with, it's the, the, the stench of death is all over this Oh, movie. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's still... It's done in a sweet way. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. uh, Wiener Dog is out this week as well. And then here's one, really, not for everybody, but I enjoyed it, and it is called Clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is sort of our area, isn't it? It uh, is the, a little bit. The horror bit. genre. The horror genre. And this is about just a nice man, a good dad, and he's trying to uh, take care of the fact that he didn't get any entertainment for his son's seventh birthday, and he finds in a rental property, he finds an old clown suit, so he puts it on. Clown suit never comes back off. It turns out that it's not a suit. Yeah, it's not a suit. And it won't come off. No, yeah. it's never going to come off. Yeah. So little by little, he turns into the demon clown. And, you know, I mean, right now, if you're listening to this, you know whether this is your cup of tea or if it isn't. And if it is, mainly because of the main performance and also because it goes there. It goes places you might think it's not going to go. I, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> All right. So uh, the big recommendation this week out of the new movies is Don't Breathe For Sure. And what's coming up next week? You know what? The one I'm most interested in is called Morgan. Oh yeah, and it looks like it's a little—it's a more thriller, I think, than horror and artificial artificial intelligence kind of horror. But I love the cast, yes. and I'm eager to see where it goes. Yeah, one of the stars is Anna Taylor Joy from who, Witch, which we love. Plays the girl in the Witch, which yeah, we we loved so much. But so, the whole cast yeah. is very strong. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, I know. Oh, is in that. love Kate him, Kate Mara. So yeah, we can look forward to that. All right, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, she is Hope Madden. He is George Wolf. Keep the conversation going with us. We always love to hear from you. We are on Twitter at Mad Wolf M A D. D-D-W-O-L-F and our website for all your movie releases movie reviews is madwolf.com until next week this is The Screening Room see ya I do wish we could chat longer but I'm having an old friend for dinner